On today's show, the dragon is lagging behind for the Mavericks. I don't have any comeback to that. <laughs> the DeRozan was frozen out of I'm Dallas. About, I'm about to hit the play on the video. I like our Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. But what if I wanted more than the person who has it? Still illegal. That doesn't follow. No, I wanted more. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the free agency fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo! Well, I think we're all waiting right now to see what happens with Goran Dragic. Literally, that's what it is. It's been such a weird, you know, past, I guess, 24 hours. You know, a lot of you guys are listening to this on uh, Wednesday morning. It's been a little over 24 hours since, you know, free agency started. But the Lowry news, you know, broke so long ago, but nothing's official yet. So... They're still working out all the details. And I think it's just a, a bigger reminder, too, that all the stuff that is agreed upon right now can change. And there's a lot of details. I think third teams can get added into deals. Nothing can become official until August 6th. And things have changed in the past. Uh, we remember one giant center getting stuck in a house and a chair being pushed in front of the door to keep him in there. Uh, that was a big thing that happened. Uh, we've seen deals get changed in the past. Uh, Mark Marcus Morris, or was it Markeith Morris, was going to go to the Spurs and then absolutely spurn them to go. I think it was Marcus Morris. Marcus, yeah. Was agreed to a deal with the Spurs and then decided to go, you know, play with the Knicks after, you know, he had agreed to the deal. So things have happened before in the past. It's pretty rare that these agreed upon deals don't stay the way that they are, but those things can happen, but also things can develop more. Like Isaac said, it can, it can be, it can become more. So uh, yeah, we are waiting on the Dragic news though. Uh, that's the big thing right now for the Dallas Mavericks. They're waiting on what's happening. We don't even know, like Isaac said, the full details of the Kyle Lowry for Dragic trade. It could just be Kyle Lowry for Dragic and Preston Shachua. That could just be the trade, but there could be other factors into it too. It could be, you know, the Mavericks are trying to be that third team so that they can make it a three-team trade instead of, ha instead of having to do two different transactions with Miami and then Toronto and then Toronto with Dallas. So uh, it's an interesting situation right now, but... Yeah, it, why hasn't anything happened with the Dragic situation yet? And what are the ways the Mavericks could still possibly get him besides that maybe that three-team deal? Well, yeah, I think we're just watching a, a negotiation battle right now between both the franchises. You have, you know, Toronto sitting back. They get Dragic in this deal. And they're sitting there saying, like, why do we have to buy Dragic out? Like, they have no reason, no incentive to buy Dragic out. Why pay him? You know, he's due $19 million. Why pay him? Why even pay him $10 million if Dragic is going to give up nine, which he's probably not? It's just that's the type of thing. It's like, why would they do that? So for them, they're looking at it saying, why would we buy him out? Then two, why would we not just keep his contract on our books? Because we all know how beneficial 
an expiring contract around 19, 20 million can be. Look what Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan got the Mavericks. Even attached ago. to a, a playable player, right? Like attached to a decent player that you're not just taking on the salary for like a, you know, a player that won't play. Exactly. And you're looking at a Toronto team that one Masai likes to swing for stars. You see what he did with Kawhi. And if another guy comes, comes up and is in trade rumors and wants out from their team, all of a sudden you have an expiring contract in Dragic. They have young pieces there in OG, Scotty Barnes, whatever. Like they could be players for some of these big names. I say all that because it's not just a simple Toronto. Why don't they just give them to Dallas for nothing? There's a there, there's something there. So Toronto's probably looking at Dallas saying, you got to give us something. Like, yeah, we don't want Dragic. Like Dragic doesn't fit with us right now. And like, I get it. He he wants to go to Dallas, but it's like, we, you got to give us something if we're going to give, you know, give him to you. If you're Dallas, you're sitting there saying, well, we know Dragic, I mean, okay, can't, whatever. We know Dragic wants to, wants to come play with Dallas, same agent. We know, you know, know the whole connection of Luke and everything. We know, da- we know Dragic wants to come to us. Why would we trade something for Dragic and give up an asset, any type of asset, if we know if they just buy him out, he's just going to sign here for the minimum, or we'll talk about another scenario in a second with, you know, MLE. So I think that's where the teams are at right now. They're pro- Toronto's probably wanting some assets that, Dallas isn't comfortable giving up. I honestly, I think it's probably more than Dwight Powell, guys. I don't think Dwight Powell is the hang up on this. Could be wrong, but I think you're probably looking at like if I'm Toronto, I'm asking for like a protected pick. If I'm Toronto, I'm asking for Josh Green. If I'm like, I'm asking for Jalen Brunson, I'm asking for some pieces like that in this type of negotiation. And if you're Dallas, they're sitting there saying, well, well, dang, I, I don't know if we want to give up anything if we could get him for free if he gets bought out. That's the big question right now. And you referenced the athletic article. Tim Cato wrote about this today. And a lot of people have been sharing that around on Twitter. That was kind of a big thing today. Uh, the Mavericks are, you know, hold up because they don't want to get rid of Dwight Powell and they don't want to send Dwight Powell in a deal for Dragic. That to me seems strange. And also he goes on to say later in the article that, um, you know, Toronto likely views Dragic, you know, a proven veteran on expiring deals, a positive asset. Dallas wants him. So why shouldn't they give up something for him? It goes on to talk about how, um, you know, Toronto does not want to just, uh, you know, give him up for nothing, basically. And so there's, this is a negotiation, like Isaac said. There's going to be some, some like pandering and there's going to be some uh, grandstanding, I guess, on both sides of this because we've seen some negotiations recently where, like, Daryl Morey of the Sixers says, all right, you want Ben Simmons? Give us this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Like a ridiculous ask. But you start here so that when you end here, it's way better than where you actually thought you were going to get, which is probably like here, right? If you're watching yeah. on if you're watching on YouTube, I just did the three levels with my hands. But And so uh, you, that's what you do in negotiations. And for the Dallas Mavericks, it's better for them to try and make Dwight Powell look better, right? To be like, I don't know if we want to give up Dwight Powell. He's really good for us, and this is what he does. These are his. Have you seen his analytics? Have you seen his advanced stats? Have you seen what he does for the community? What he has done for this team and their chemistry? And I don't know. We cover Dwight Powell a lot, right? Like that's just a thing that you would do in a negotiation too. Yeah. So uh, he's been it, in trade talks though. Like it's been reported by numerous people that Dwight's name has been out there. So this isn't like a brand new thing that, oh, they want Dwight. I don't know. We've never talked with any team about him. Do we break that He's now? untouchable because it's of like, what he means no, to the franchise. No, like that's been, but we have to understand too, and guys, I think a lot of Mavericks fans understand this. I wouldn't say Dwight's a big positive asset as far as like contract-wise. Yeah. So if Toronto's going to trade Dragic and they're getting 
you know, Dwight Powell back, he's on the books for a guaranteed $11 million next season, not this upcoming season, next season. So for them, they're probably looking at it saying, okay, well, like, even though like you, we want an asset from you, we really want an asset from you too, because we're taking on an extra $11 million on next year's cap sheet too. So that's the, like, I get why Toronto's wanting assets from it. I get why Dallas is probably saying, we'll just play hardball here and say, we'll dare you. You know, Go we'll ahead, play buy the, him out. Buy him out. We'll make, like, he's going to come to us anyway. So There was a report from somebody that Dallas didn't want Dragic at the $19 million number, right? We, we don't yeah. want him at that number. So that's like, we would rather just have him bought out because... Uh, I saw an interview with Dragic saying he wants to go to Dallas, right? Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it was great. It's Somebody very clear me the, there. the Slovenia. He did this interview in, in Slovenia, and I see somebody was DMing me today. Uh, the link to it, of, uh, obviously, I can't understand it, but uh, it was <laughs> it did exist. <laughs> it did exist, and just to see him openly talking about that, and you know, is Toronto really going to sit there and tell Dragic and tell Bill Duffy and Hey, we're not going to trade you for nothing. We'll just you know, you're just going to sit there all season. Like you can just stay at home until we <laughs> use your con. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. That's They're probably not OKC what- Isaac. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's probably what the Mavericks are thinking too, right? They're like, what? Well, why would we give up, you know, hypothetically Dwight, Willie and, you know, Tyrell Terry okay. or two, you know, two or three seconds if he's just going to get bought out. So I think that's the standstill we're at. I think that's the inevitable thing that's happening right now because it's taken so long. Like Kyle Lowry's probably like, can we just announce this thing already? Can we figure this thing out that, I mean, he's already tweeted it out, but now I think there's another route. Dallas could come in and say it, not just the asset range of like, what do we have to attach? I think there's another angle. Dallas could come into this and say, Hey, we can do this. Maybe after the break, we can say what else Dallas could do to make Toronto say, all right, we'll give you Goran Dragic. But before we do, we got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they really do. New flavor that is back, Grasshopper Cookie. I love it. I love the Grasshopper Cookie. It's a little bit like a thin mint. There's a little bit of a crunch in there. Pretty good. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. You guys should have remembered when Isaac and I tried these live on the podcast, and you, you remember our reactions. You remember them very clearly, what our reactions were. Uh, the grasshopper cookie bar from Built is incredible. Go get it right now. It's available now. These bars, when they're at a limited time, they really are limited time. Also, salted caramel. That's one people love a lot. Go check that one out as well. Go get you some Built Bar. And when you do, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order with Built Bar, Built.com. There's also all kinds of other products you can get. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, the number 1515. Go get them. Grasshopper cookie, uh, mint brownie, great stuff. BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this DeMar DeRozan and Dragic situation. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, can I say the reason or what else? Yeah, we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan and that situation a little bit, but we have to finish up with this Dragic situation and uh, another way the Mavericks could possibly get in besides this trade or maybe a a buyout. Well, if if they told Toronto... Is there a contract you have that we could take into our traded player exception? And there's one player. He didn't have a good season last season for them. He's on the books for seven point three million for them. Aaron Baines. Mm. And if Dallas, told, if Dallas told Toronto, hey, like I mean, they have Chris Boucher. Like if they're getting, you know, if they're getting Dwight in Dwight a trade stuff yeah. too, like whatever. However, they want to play next year. If they look at it and say 
we'll take we'll absorb Baines into our you know player you know traded player exception our TPE if we can do the Dwight and you know Willie blah blah blah. In that scenario, you obviously have, Baines is a non guaranteed contract, so they don't necessarily have to do this. But they have seven players on non guaranteed deals this year. Yeah, they have a weird roster because yeah, they have these you know the big money guys and Siakam and Vliet and OG. I know so. I mean, this could always turn into a bigger deal, you know, if they want to talk Siakam and some other players for the Mavericks. But that that's just another route that they could go to and say, hey, we could absorb somebody into that, you know, exception if you want to. Yeah, and you, you mentioned this deal could get bigger. I mean, that we don't know. Maybe they're talking yeah. about more stuff than just Dragic and Dwight and whoever. They could be adding more things to the deal. So the Dragic situation continues to rage on. Uh, can I t- can I ask quick- you this? What if somebody swoops in last moment? Like the, I'll just say Pel or like the Clippers or whoever, and gets Dragic and actually makes the deal, gives up a few assets, and then Dallas does not get Dragic. Is the fan base rioting? Are we hiding at that point, man? Like I, I think they would. We, we were talking before. I think that at this point, it's almost like it's a little bit like the Danny Green thing, but a little bit more of a sure thing at this point. Yeah. It seems like at least the. It, it appears that way. It, like how many people are just penciling in Dragic as a Dallas Maverick at, at this point. Uh, and so if they don't get him, then all of a sudden you leave this off season. Maybe, maybe you still get Schroeder. Maybe that's another thing that you could go do. But if you don't get him, you don't get Schroeder. Then all of a sudden you didn't get that secondary creator. And that was your number one thing going into the off season. You didn't get a single yeah. one. And there's a whole bunch of them out there. All you did was add two, three point shooters and one may play. And the other one is uh, injured sometimes. And so, I mean, and it's like, th- what kind of that would message? Be a, that would be an awful offseason, right? Like, that would be awful considering <laughs> all the cap space they had and all that. Like, I, I'd freely, like... Going back to my okay baseball to analogy, that. <laughs> that would be, if they if somebody swooped in and got Dragic right now, that'd be the equivalent of, it's not a strikeout, but it's like a they bunted and then they barely reached first. That, that would be the equivalent yeah, for yeah. me. Like, because I still agree. We were talking about this again before. I think the Mavericks got 10% better. Yeah. We wanted them to get 25% better or 33% better, right? We, we wanted them to get that much better by adding somebody. If they got Lowry, then they're probably 33% better than they were last year. Yeah. And so that difference between 10% that they got with adding a couple of these guys that are better shooters, so there's more shooters around and more wings around, like that makes them better. It does. It does. Like, I'll be honest. And they didn't lose Tim Hardaway Jr., so that... They, they stay there. They didn't like get, they didn't lose any percentage of that. What I'm, I've, I've lost the metaphor, but the, the, we want the Mavericks to get 33%, 50% better or something like that. It's hard to do in the NBA in one off season, but if they didn't do that, they still did get better as a team. It's yeah. just not enough. To exactly. do what It's not enough to do what they want to do, what they're saying they want to do, what the fan base thinks that they have to do in order to keep Luka Doncic, which I don't, I don't know how much that's true, but there is a, there is an impatience with the fan base, which there always will be. But there's an impatience with the fan base thinking, can we keep Luca with this, as Gilbert Arenas put it, YMCA roster that, we, that they're trotting out here, and uh, and yeah, it, I, I can understand that for sure. And I think we're, we've reached a point to where if they don't get Dragic, and this is the hangup, it, it was kind of reminiscent like of the West Matthews, you know, draft night, well, Luca. If they don't, if they don't get Dragic, there will definitely be reports as to what Toronto was held up on, right? Like those yeah. reports will come out because the Mavericks are not going to want to look bad about like. And Dragic. is it a sour taste to Luca at all 
if this is round two of like we could have Dragic but we didn't, and we have Dragic oh, yeah. doing an interview in Slovenia, like of saying that he wants to go, like he <laughs> this dude is on TV saying he wants to go to Dallas. They literally like, had a trade for him last year. Yeah, and it's like we we know his relationship with Luca. You know, Luca wants to play with him. They have Igor. Like all of this <laughs> stuff is happening to where if they don't end up with him. And it comes out it's because they didn't want to give up two seconds or it's because they didn't want to include Tyrell Terry or whatever it is. And it's like, you know, is there any bit of a sour taste to Luca that I'm like, dang, like how many times are we going to dangle the Dragic apple in front of me of like getting to play with him? And Luca's like Terry who? Terry Cruz? Jason Terry? Anyway, we could talk about DeRozan. I'd let, I mean, after Dragic though, I want to, I want to do this. This was my last one. This was my one more thing. <laughs> yeah. What's the option after that? I'm pivoting to Schroeder and saying, like, what what, what are you willing to go to at that point? You're not getting 25. You're not getting 20. Is he willing to do, like, a three for 45 type deal? How, does, the, does the Reggie Bullock, you know, potential sign and trade with the Knicks, does that does that factor into the, Dero, the, into the Dennis Schroeder thing at all? Because that was a rumor today uh, okay, from, okay, from yeah. New York media that Reggie Bullock may do a sign and trade with the Knicks go to the Mavericks and then all of a sudden then the Mavericks have uh, some space there. So, okay. Glad you brought that up. That's an, that's the other route with the Dragas thing. If he gets bought out it, it doesn't have to just be the minimum, they could approach New York and say, Hey, can we work out a signing trade? Some type of small little, you know, two seconds or whatever it is. Then you could absorb, you know, Reggie Bullock into the trade of player exception, then clearing up the full MLE to which then you could offer the full MLE to Dragic. So we'd go from like a vet men to like, you know, what, nine, ten million dollars. Is is like Schroeder Schroeder taking the you know the full MLE in that scenario if they did the sign trade of Bullock to go into the player exception. I I mean, what a gut punch to Schroeder if he's thinking he's getting twenty five a year and then he's getting ten. Well, but what a prove it year for him too though. I mean that's a that's a positive or it could be a positive or a negative thing. Like all of a sudden if he's like I'm getting twenty five a year and he gets ten million for one year. Like, yeah. imagine what he's going to want to prove this year coming up. So we might see the most motivated, like Dennis Schroeder we've seen in the NBA. I'm not against Schroeder in Dallas. I'm not, I'm not either. All. Especially as like, you know, if we strike out on all these other people, like, and you could get him for around $15 million, sign me up for that. Yeah. I'm not down to give him 20 to 25, but for around 15, he gives you, you know, like what you've kind of, kind of wanting. But anyway. Yeah, he gives you a little bit of all what all these guys have. I mean, he's a little bit smaller than like a you know a Dinwiddie, but he shoots better. He's you know younger than a Dragic, but he's not necessarily as good of a uh, you know playmaker as Dragic. You know, and just we're diff- all doing the look at what he did in OKC with Chris <laughs> Paul. Yep. That's what we look at, not the LA year. The- I mean, but that was his best season. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, not looking at the LA year. That last that last Atlanta season, I guess he was decent too. Yeah, uh, not bad. All right, let's get into the DeMar DeRozan stuff because that happened. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan yeah. went to the um, went to the Chicago Bulls, and that was a really, really big deal for them. Uh, I'm excited for Bulls fans. I, I th- this is like they kind of went and did what Atlanta did last season and just like grabbed anybody. Like, let's just bring in anybody. Let's bring in Lonzo, Caruso. Let's bring in DeRozan. Let's just bring in anybody and see how many guys we can get in here. Uh, they had to do it through some trades, though, which is – what, which is kind of what takes them out of like the Mavericks couldn't have done what, what the bulls just did because of, of some of the assets and things. Right. Yeah. Remember when, well, 
they could have been like it, it would have been you know the bulls had to include it you know a couple different players in that so you know dallas could have came if they really wanted to they could have came in with the and i mean they would have had to convince the spurs to do it but similar type of deal as the bulls of like hey dwight maxi you know maybe willie in that protected first it, it just i just laughed at all the reports they were like is DeMar DeRozan going to take the MLE to play in Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, this is what's going to happen. Or, you know, Miami. I'm like, bro, this dude just got almost like $28 million a year, and people thought he was going to take the MLE? Come on. Yeah, so the final thing in the deal, it is Thad Young, Alfaruk Aminu, a future first-round pick that will convey no sooner than 2025. The Bulls will also send their second-round pick this coming draft, and then it, the Bulls own 2025 second-round pick. Uh, yeah, the so first I mean, one, the first one is a, is a Lakers second-round pick, and then they also signed DeRozan to a three-year, what was it, 85 million dollar deal, which is about 28 a year, basically. Yeah, so Aminu in that scenario is Aminu is like your Dwight Powell contract-wise. Thad yeah. Young's basically like your Maxi contract-wise in that, and. So like yeah, I mean Dallas theoretically could, but we don't know like we don't know if DeRozan was ever interested in Dallas, right? Like that's the biggest thing we don't ever talk, we don't ever want to talk about as you know frustrated emotional fans of any team out there is why didn't my team get this player? What did my team you know why wasn't my team interested in this player? It's like well it goes both ways. Like it, it takes two to tango. Like we don't know if DeRozan or whatever other player out there that you wanted the Mavericks to get was even interested in Dallas at all. So it's not always the team saying, "Oh, we don't want that player." Yeah, uh, I think the fan base does understand that. <laughs> um, I think there's sometimes. enough of nobody wants to come to Dallas. Nobody wants to play in Dallas, right? Like I think there's enough of that. Yeah, out there at least. But coming up, let's get into some more about Jamar DeRozan, why the Mavericks couldn't pull a deal off like that, what it means for them going forward. And then there's a bunch of news that came out. There's some a really good piece of news that came out about Tim Hardaway Jr. that I think should be really positive for Mavs fans. And then a couple of other things we'll get into coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is sponsoring this episode, and they are the best way to get auto parts for your car or truck. There's so many different types of cars. You probably have one. The person next door has a different one. If you look out in your apartment complex, sometimes I just like to look and see all the different cars. Like there's just so many different cars out there all the time. So many people have cars, Isaac. You look at that all the time out your window? Like I'm looking out my window right now. There's an apartment complex next to my house and there's just so many different cars in the lot. Like not one is the same that are next to each other. That's crazy. Well, how can everybody find the parts that they need for their car? RockAuto.com has that. Save time and money using RockAuto.com. Go there right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you so that you look outside. See all the cars outside of your window. RockAuto has parts for every single one of those cars. Go get them right now. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this. Uh, let's talk about DeMar DeRozan a little bit more. So the, the Mavericks weren't able to pull off a deal like this. Maybe DeRozan didn't want to come to Dallas. Maybe Chicago can offer him a little bit more, bigger role possibly. Uh, playing with Zach Levine is not like playing with Luka, right? Luka has a usage percentage that's like through the roof, historically huge. Zach Levine scores a lot and, and has the ball a lot, but isn't necessarily... Uh, and then you also have the Porzingis angle of it. Maybe he didn't have connections here. Maybe he just loves Chicago, the city of Chicago, and wanted to be there. Uh, being in, being back in the Eastern Conference means that they have a better chance of moving on, even though the East got 
better this this free agency period, it seems. There's a lot of different factors like that. Uh, but the assets, I, I think that I think that the Mavericks, uh, this was an offseason that they could have made a really big move in, but the assets going forward, you're going to want some of these first-round picks coming in the next couple of years. What if KP recoups his value? And then all of a sudden you can take KP plus some of these future firsts that you didn't waste on you know, a guy that doesn't necessarily fit that well and use him for something else, right? Like I'm trying to put... I'm trying to find some kind of light in this uh, to see what they, what they can do in the future, like keeping your options open for the future. I know that's so annoying to hear after so many different times, but well, that's know, another it, it's, positive it's too. Another if thing: you, if you could pull off a trade for Dragic, then you have the expiring contract. Like I, I know we'd be super happy for the Dragic Luca marriage, you know, in Dallas and have fun, but you also have a 19 million dollar expiring contract then too. It's like, then you say the what if, like, what if Josh Green actually like shows some promise? It's like, all right, cool. Now you have a huge expiring contract. What's KP's value? You have some first in the future that you still held on to. You have Josh Green, Jalen Brunson. So, I mean, you have some, you know, the Reggie Bullock contract is tradable. So like you still have, yeah, at least have some pieces, you know, moving forward in that. But Chicago seems so weird to me. Like it's, is Lonzo saying, am I sure I want to do this? Like was surely Lonzo didn't have a clue that this was, I mean, I guess he could have, but I think he goes to Chicago. Like, I think Drozen goes to Chicago because of the money. I don't think anybody else is offering 28 million. The thing about their, their roster though, is like, it's really hard to play defense because they have, they have Lonzo, they have Patrick Williams. And those are kind of your only defenders in the starting fight. Your other ones are Drozen, Levine. Levine turned into a decent defender last year. Drozen was not good. And Booch has been like, okay to not good in his career. And so that's that's really weird. But then your offense, the only guy that can't shoot threes is your like starting two guard or your starting uh your starting wing, which is kind of weird. But they they should score a ton of points. So they'll just have they'll just have to figure out a way to do it. Is it Vooch's turn, then DeRozan's turn, then Levine's turn? I mean, you don't really have yeah. you have Lonzo as kind of that creator, but he's not he's not necessarily a, you know, put the ball on the floor, drive and kick, or try and figure out uh, And what the heck is happening with marketing? Like what? Is yeah, going we on? don't know. He's restricted free agent, so we'll see. But th- their team, w- their team is definitely better. I mean, it's weird, but it's they're definitely better. Yeah, yes, they're better. Yeah. Could I ask you something else? That's uh, all you player? got. They're better. They're better. I just don't know if I. Yeah, if I start really dissecting the Bulls, then it's just the rest of the podcast on how <laughs> weird the Bulls are. I like Kobe White. You know, it's like where what is he going to fit on this team? Kobe and Caruso. That's the new backcourt bench mob. <laughs> Caruso, what's going on there? So the Dinwiddie stuff going to, you know, going to the Wizards and, you know, Westbrook, all that. It's like, are they going to another part of this whole thing of like by the six, we got to figure out where all these pieces are going. What's happening to Kuzma, Harrell and stuff. Let's say Dallas does do the you know, Dwight, Willie, you know, asset, whatever for Dragic. You have the traded player exception. Do you call up Washington and say, hey, can we jump in as a third team and take Harrell? You don't think the Nets want Harrell? No. <laughs> Not at all? Don't you, don't think they, you don't think they want him at all? <laughs> I mean, I guess they could. It, I mean, I just feel like they have other, you know, bigs. I mean, they have DeAndre. They have Blake, KD. You know, how many? And I feel like I'm missing. They, I mean, they took Daron Sharp in the first round. It's like, how many of these bigger bodies they're going to have? At that point, Dallas would be losing Dwight and Willie in the trade with Dragic. Is Harrell a type of dude that, you would call Washington and say, Hey, can we, you know, give you a couple seconds or something to reroute Harold to us? Harold's interesting. There's a bunch of players like this in the league now where it's just a, 
Yeah. He's a regular season player. And then, the but that's an example like, though. It's like, there's some dudes out there that they could, you know, jump in on, on some deals as a third team and saying, all right, even after they make the Dragas trade, hopefully they do. They have that traded player exception and say, all right, how could we jump in some of these deals and saying, we'll take this player into this exception. Yeah. There's some, there's some other moves they could do. Like Isaac said at the beginning, there's still moves that can be made that can uh, happen, but I want to talk about some of this news a little bit more at the end here. Uh, Kevin O'Connor was on his episode, his uh, podcast, The Mismatch, on The Ringer and said the Pelicans offered Tim Hardaway Jr. $90 million and he elected to stay in Dallas for $72 million. So did Tim Hardaway Jr. take a pay cut to stay in Dallas? Yeah, he did. That's pretty crazy. Heck yeah. I mean, I freaking love Tim Hardaway and like his personality and like what he brings, how he's connected here. It's It's insane to think about that storyline of him in Dallas because of the KB trade and how he was the tax, you know? Yeah. How, I mean, there's a realistic scenario that Tim stays way longer in Dallas than KB. And the fact that you look at his contract goes out farther now. Yeah. Well, the fact that you look at his contract that he signed in New York, that four for 70, and then everybody was freaking out about it and was like, Oh my gosh, like he's getting paid $70 million too much for him. And then he, he was included as the tax in that deal and everything. Like I just said, and now he gets basically the same exact deal from Dallas, which is crazy. And the fact that other teams out there were offering that much more, it shows you that he really wanted to be in Dallas. He's seen where he had his career year. He likes playing alongside Luka Doncic, and he's like, I want to stay there. And that's that's really cool as a fan, that knowing that he took that pay cut. I understand the disappointment of not getting some of the guys you wanted in free agency, not improving the roster enough, all that. But this is a positive thing. This is a huge positive thing. It's great to see Tim Hardaway Jr. back. And like you said, it's wild that some people thought that Tim Hardaway Jr., like, oh, he took a pay cut. Great. That was not a thing that we would have said at the beginning of his tenure with the Mavericks. And so that shows his work ethic. Can he get better? I think he can. Can he find his way in the offense a little bit more? I think he can. I think he can add things to his game. Like, I think that there is another level for Tim Hardaway Jr. to get to. Uh, more consistency, the more him and, you know, Luca know each other, the more him and KP know each other, all that kind of stuff. Him and Brunson, the more those guys get to play together, I think get makes this move even, even better. And so I think that was an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, by the way... Eighteen million dollars less. They can't offer him five years too. That like, that's a that's a lot of no, money that he turned down. Well over, yeah, well over twenty. So, man, I mean, yeah, you're looking at which. So there's also some things with Tim's contract too that we have to see on like what those final numbers will be like annually. Because there's also a world too that you know Dallas to stay over the cap of stuff, especially if you know based on some of their moves that they, it could be more than that 16 amount. Like if they make it like descending or they try to make it more, you know, 18 across the board right now, you know, I think the reported number is like this first year is at 16 million. It's not that big of a deal to make it at 16 million. Then it increases because you're not really trying to preserve cap space right now. You're operating over the cap. So there's a world in which you're like, Hey, well, could we make it a little bit more? And then it's descending because we're, we're already over the cap. So two last that shakes out. Two last things from me today. Summer league practices have begun, and I went and listened to uh, Coach Greg St. Jean. He is going to be the coach of the summer league team, which is cool. And then Tyrell Terry also spoke to the media. Two things I got from listening to them. Uh, Josh Green is on the roster. We knew that. Uh, he was he was announced as on the roster. They are excited about his potential to play. They wanted to give him the option to play. So that's why Josh Green is on there. They're going to evaluate it day to day. Basically, I think 
if Australia loses this upcoming game against the U.S., right? If they lose that game, there's probably a higher likelihood that he'll play than if they go and, and actually play in the medal game. So I think it is kind of a – that's why they said day-to-day. That's my guess on that. Uh, but Josh Green, hopefully he gets to play in summer. And maybe if they make the medal game and he doesn't play that much or it depends on how he feels and coming back and all that, maybe he still does play, which I hope he does. Yeah, I was, I was honestly surprised he was on the roster. And just to, for them to give him a shot at playing, that's exciting. I mean, he's going to – He's the number one player that we all want to see in summer league more than. Yeah. And I'm 100 speculating here, but Ooh. at at Nico you and Jason used Kidd- the sound drop the whole time. <laughs> Nico and Jay Kids uh, presser, we heard that Josh Green was not going to be on the roster, and then now they say, okay, well we're evaluating it. I wonder if Josh Green was like, no, I want to play, and mm. then they were like, okay, we'll evaluate it. Well, like we'll take it day by day and see what happens, but. Uh, yeah, because it seemed like the team was like, no, he's in the Olympics. Let him do that. Let him do his thing over there. And then, he, you know, it's okay if he doesn't play. But what if Josh Green was the one that says, I want to play? I would love he that. He saw it on Twitter, and he's like, no, I, I want to play in this. I'm in. The other thing is that Tyrell Terry spoke to the media and said, everyone gave him nothing but love and support while he was out. Players didn't even ask him why he was out, and the fans gave him nothing but love. And I thought that that was awesome. I thought that... Uh, it was weird when Tyrell Terry was out. We were given no reason. He was just out for personal reasons for, I think, over a month. Over and two months. Over two months. And it just seemed like, okay, what's why is he out? But I thought that was great that he said he got nothing from love. He had that tweet a little while ago that people love me in Dallas more than my hometown, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But at least it's positive Mavs fans showing him love, which I thought was great. All the negativity from free agency, all the negativity from you know the disappointment, all that kind of stuff, disappointment of the playoffs. Uh, but still giving love to a guy like Ty Terry, I think is awesome. So good on Mavs fans for doing that. Good on you, Mavs fans. I love this kid. Uh, yeah, he was one of, him and Tyler Bay. I got to talk to you at, right after they got drafted on the phone and did that a whole big story on him for Mavs.com. And he was a blast to talk to. And I wish him nothing but the best. I, you know, I was obviously worried when everything stepped away for a while, but it seems like he's better now. And I'm excited to see what he does in summer. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. I'm taking it belongs to someone else. Well, you will be arrested. But what if I wanted more than the person who has it? Still illegal. That doesn't follow. No, I wanted more.